Bet Talks. I'm your host, EJ Ferg. How was your week? I asked to the void. Uh, this week, I actually have something to talk about, and I'm going to, to tease it now. I'll get into that part later. But I got my first vaccine shot this week. That's right, I'm halfway to immune. So, I'll, I'll give you the, I mean, I'll talk, I was going to say I'll give you the skinny on that, like I, like I know anything. I'll just tell you what happened. I, you know, got a shot. The important thing, uh, maybe not important, the noteworthy thing, uh, is I had, I had a little bit of arm pain for about a day and a half, and it completely went away. Uh, as of, like, noon today, you don't know when I'm recording this, so that's not helpful. But even at the worst, arm pain was, like, if somebody had said, hey, the side effect of the vaccine is your arm will feel like this forever, it'd be like, yeah, that's fine. It's just slightly hurt in certain positions. It's like a... I mean, like, it was like a hundredth of the pain I had in my, in my bad leg for 15, for every day for 15 years. So it's nothing. And I am scared of needles. So that's me right off the bat going, hey, when your chance comes up, you, you get that sweet, sweet immunity juice. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. How's that for a tease? Although I, I guess it'd be a better tease if I didn't tell you whether or not I got it and... There was some suspense to it. Instead, I'm doing a bad job very early into the episode, much earlier than usual. Um, I'm not fully ready to announce. Uh, we've been talking a lot about my, my travails with my website and a freaking genius... Uh, web person helped me save my content and launch a new site and uh once that's ready to go this this they'll definitely be getting some some ad space here because here's the thing if you're helping me with a computer thing i'm i'm a man who's had a website for 14 years i've been on the internet since college i've i'm doing a podcast which involves the internet I don't know how to do anything, like nothing. Like she was asking me basic questions that in her mind, probably a small child could answer. And I just had no idea. It had to be very aggravating. I, 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 would, I am not a good client in this case because, you know, ask me a basic question about FTP permissions, which maybe isn't even a thing. I'm putting together sounds that I've heard before. And uh, I, I don't know, like just basic, basic stuff about the website that I have been, been having. Cool. I'm doing a good job of talking. Good job, EJ. But, uh, and it, it's fresh in my mind right at this second because literally about five minutes before I started recording, I got the logo design which is created by my, my good friend and podcast sponsor, Teased by Summer. I legally changed her name to that. Uh, and holy smokes. For one thing, it is a million times better than, than anything I'm working on deserves to look. It's really, 
it's really cool and clever and ah, the design is so good like i i'm not ready to to announce the name because i need to sew up some stuff before i can have people start going there expecting to see new content it'll be a couple weeks but uh the the name it's an objectively dumb name that combines two concepts that have no real visual connective tissue and she did something really clever and fun and i'm so happy with it i'm looking forward to seeing that every day on my home page it's, it's really i'm so excited so my point is uh my my nice facebook friend helped me save my website and my nice in-person friend made a just incredible logo and guys you know what get yourself some nice friends it really uh it really turns stuff around uh before i get into exciting stories of vaccines which is largely exciting stories of waiting 15 minutes before they let you leave uh just just some brief tv slash movie things i guess uh besides the fact that now i've realized i'll be able to see movies by like mid-may which means i'm probably not going to be able to see that that bob odenkirk action movie in theaters but you know what i think bob will understand i will i'll, I'll buy it on dvd blu-ray what do i say a dvd it, it actually looks really good and it'd be something i'd be excited about seeing but look i'm i'm one shot into the to being fully vaccinated and i'm not going to start taking dumb risks like going and sitting in a theater full of strangers and keep in mind that i live in michigan where people are mad about wearing masks it's a state where people took guns to the Capitol to complain about masks. It's, man, it is, I live in a dumb state, guys. There's some nice people, but holy smokes, the turds are ruining it for everybody else. It's, it's Florida North. I'm not kidding. I got to get out of this place. Uh, but I just, uh, the, the, Basically, everything I want to talk about is superhero entertainment related. So, just real briefly, I definitely recommend you go watch the trailer for the new Suicide Squad movie. Uh, you, If you are one of the people who saw the first one and you know that it was not good. Uh, although my friend Sam is one of the few like legitimate fans of that movie, and even he acknowledges that it's not good. But it's... The ways it's, in which it's bad are interesting and, and weird, like the way they introduce all of the characters twice at the beginning of the movie, which is still very funny to me. And you can watch it and you feel like you can see the parts where they were actively trying to make it like Guardians of the Galaxy. And then you can see where they clearly did rewrites to try to make it more like Deadpool. And those things do not mesh well. There are many other problems, but... uh the the sequel i guess they're calling it this i don't know if they're considering it a sequel or a reboot but it's got some of the same cast so maybe not really a reboot it doesn't matter uh it's written and directed by james gunn who did the guardians of the galaxy movies and he's really the trailer really kind of nails the tone 
that you want from idiot supervillains. Uh, and as a, a big DC fan, I am thrilled at the dopey-ass characters who have made it into this movie uh, when they revealed who the villain is in the trailer. And I'm not going to... Although, I don't think anybody who listens to this, except my friend Tim, would know this character's name if I spoke it, spoke it out loud. I still don't want to spoil it because my reaction was one of pure glee when I saw who the villain was going to be. It's... I'll talk about how much I love dumb DC stuff later because it ties into something else. But, uh, it's beautiful. And, uh, and freaking Peter Capaldi's in it. And he's playing the thinker. I love the thinker. God, it, it looks super fun. Um, also, Falcon the Winter Soldier is still really enjoyable. Uh, I really like how they, the... There's a lot of things going on in this. Like, there there's... There's a lot of plots happening, and one of them is the replacement Captain America, and the, the guy they cast is so perfectly punchable. <laughs> like, he looks like a dollar store Captain America. And, like, he he looks like a Trump guy. He has a Trump face. You look at him, and you can tell he has, he has caused an incident at Costco by not wearing a mask. And... Like, even in the show, he's not doing anything specifically hateable, but you... At this point, he actually seems to be trying very hard, but it is impossible to like him, and you're on board with the characters who just want nothing to do with him. And it takes talent to to make a character where you can go, I can see how he'd be sympathetic, but no. It's very fun. Uh, but the main thing that I, I wanted to talk about just a little because I might not have the chance again and it came up before was uh, the four hour Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie came out last week and if you've been listening for a while you know since the old days when it was on the Dumont network uh, you know I was thinking of maybe doing trying to do a fundraiser where if I raised a certain amount of money, uh, money for charity I would watch the Snyder Cut, which I have no interest in actually doing. But it was pointed out to me the way that that uh, trolls can sort of game those fundraising websites to actually cost you money. And if there's one thing I've learned, that if there's a group of people who do not have a sense of humor about themselves, it is the Zack Snyder fans. One time, when I was, I'll just say it, I was kind of drunk. And I posted on Twitter why I don't like Zack Snyder movies. And, like, I didn't tag him. I'm not a monster. It's just something I said to my very small number of Twitter followers. Hey, these things he did in his movies are bad. And somebody who works, like, works on all his movies, like, uh, I, I don't remember what his position was. Just the next day fired off, like, 90 tweets uh, telling me why I was wrong not to like them. And I sort of thought, I'm just going to delete Twitter now because I'm going to get swarmed. But uh, I just muted the whole thing, so there, I never had to deal with it. I didn't engage. But it just didn't seem worth it. And also, I don't want to watch four hours of... of... So here's, here's the thing. And I really can't speak to... I didn't watch either version of Justice League because... Uh, you know, Zack Snyder did Batman v Superman, which is 
maybe the worst movie I have paid to see in a theater in my life. That's probably not true, but I can't, I can't think of something that made me matter. So I just decided right then and there I wasn't going to see any more Zack Snyder movies. So even though he only directed like the initial version of the movie that came out theatrically, that was enough. And then coming out with a version that's more, more Zack Snyder didn't make me more likely to see it. But so I, I can't really say specifically. I mean, the, there are things I've heard about it that are jaw dropping. And apparently he wanted to make a trilogy. And in the third movie, after Batman sleeps with Lois Lane, Superman, like, devastates the Earth, which is what all the weird dream sequences in Batman v Superman were pointing to. And I think that's a genuinely terrible idea that I would, like, the existence of that would bum me out. So here's the, here's... Here's the thing, like, I generally don't like his, vid his video, visual stylings and, uh, you know, the way everything's brown and he keeps falling into, into slow motion and uh, he has some very weird personal politics. There's a lot of stuff I don't like about his work, but specifically, here's the thing, when in the multimedia stuff, I mentioned, I've mentioned Marvel stuff a lot of times. They're doing a good job on their, their movies and now their TV shows. And I'm not one of those people who's really into, like, nerd binary, where it's like, who you can, like, are you Marvel or DC? Are you Star Wars or Star Trek? Are you uh, uh, Toy Story or Monsters, Inc.? I don't think that's a thing, but, you know, where you have to be one or the other. Uh, but in my in my heart of hearts, where, where all my feelings live, you guys, I love DC Comics so much. Like, up until a couple of reboots ago, where they sort of lost their way, that was my favorite fictional creation, was this weird aggregate of, of 80 years of storytelling. And, you know, and that's not to say, I, and yeah, I, I like Marvel just fine. But I have this love for the DC Universe, and part of it, I think part of the reason I love it so much, besides the fact that it's where Batman lives, is Marvel was built by, like, a very small group of people. And obviously hundreds of people since then have, have iterated on that and added to it, but the foundations were laid by about five guys. Uh, by which I mean five human men and not the hamburger chain. And it was always sort of meant to interlock. Like, it was all meant to fit together. Which, when they pulled that off in the movies and on TV, is, is really, really amazing and uh, really, really gratifying when they do that stuff. But the thing I like about DC was it was never meant to fit together. Like, for decades, Batman and Superman would only encounter one another on covers of comics in which they had separate stories. And... You know, for, for decades, they, they just published this stuff that was not meant to be part of the regular universe, like caveman romance comics or space cabbie or western stuff or World War II, you know, just all these, these different genres. And uh, But then at some point, they all started sort of working it into one continuity. So it's 
it 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 becomes this really like it's it's such a weird it's such a weird fictional universe that encompasses all these things that were never meant to share space and then at its at its best and craziest you have stuff like uh you know batman meeting commandy the last boy on earth who lives in a world of talking animals in a post-apocalyptic future and you know they both know jonah hex who was an old west gunslinger who also lived in the future for a long time as a uh, laser gunslinger i guess <laughs> you know and, and they they actually bought a lot of characters from from other publishers that went under so these things that were not even meant to come from the same source now all kind of live in the same world and it makes it it makes it weird there's marvel is very grounded in what a few people did and dc is just people throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and then saying yeah and also all these people are friends which i love and the the best thing they've done with their movies in the last couple of years is they've gotten away from the Zack snyder visual style which for a while all of the movies even wonder woman which i think was legitimately good was still all brown and slow motion and now they've done stuff like shazam and birds of prey and wonder woman 84 and all flawed to one degree or another but they all they all look different uh but the real my real issue with with uh the the zack snyder dc movies and in fact when they try to spin that out into a continuity that encompasses things is uh well, i mean you know he he ends the his first his first movie the superman man of steel ends with with superman you know killing zod and i i don't i don't like that uh i'm not hugely militant on on uh the superheroes never kill thing but when you're setting up superman sure doesn't and yeah he did like twice in 1938 and then in a bad john burns story from the 80s that everybody uh uh ignored as soon as it happened <laughs> i feel like john burns come up an awful lot on this as an example of a bad comics creator but he's done a lot of stuff i disagree with so he's going to keep coming up you know and and so yeah it's happened but it's it's incredibly rare and certainly not something that has to be like that shouldn't be your introduction to the character is murder superman you know and there there are more stories where he red kryptonite gives him an animal head than there are stories where he kills somebody there are more stories thanks to this very weird period in the 70s where in order to use his powers he had to make a mental connection with a small boy's pet lynx than there are stories where somebody dies at his hand so the whole well you have to that's part of superman's history doesn't hold water because i don't remember him hooking up with a pet lynx before he could fly in any of these movies so that's a bad argument it's just a it, it's a bad way to introduce a character who who when you have a character who can do anything having him win a fight via murder is the least interesting thing that you can do like you know when i was when i was a kid the the cover of a superman comic would often have uh it, they always had dialogue on the covers in those days and you know 
a villain is saying something like, the, the only way to stop me is to kill me. And the obviously the hook of the story is how does he stop him without killing him? Whereas the what Man of Steel postulates is, uh, yeah, but if he just kills him, story's over. So it's it's bad and I hate it. And then Superman or Batman v Superman has has Batman doing murders with guns, which those are two things Batman doesn't really doesn't do. And they're they're just I heard a podcast today where they were talking about it. They're they're sad assholes, and it's you know Batman's notably. I some people really like the Ben Affleck Batman. I hate him. It's a portrayal I do not enjoy, and. It's just so so portentous and overwrought, and it's just the handling of the characters is bad on a lot of levels. But the thing that got me, and the thing that that broke me, was the reason Batman wants to murder Superman is because uh, Superman endangered innocence with his superpower fight, which he did. That's like a legitimate criticism of the movie, but. Then by the end, God, I'm still mad about it years later. That's not healthy. Uh, by the end, uh, Batman is fighting fighting the resurrected Zod, who is now Doomsday. <sighs> Freaking movies, man. Uh, and he decides to lead Doomsday into Gotham City so he can get access to his kryptonite, whereas... Like the last thing Batman would do is endanger innocent people, endanger innocent people, and specifically put Gotham City at risk. And then that means his character arc is he went from from not wanting innocence to be endangered to realizing if it makes it easier for him, that's fine. Which is, you know, which is some Ayn Rand philosophy there, and it's which and Zack Snyder really wants to make a movie of of uh, I can't remember if it's The Fountainhead or Atlas Shrugged, but he has very Randian politics, which is another reason why I want no part of it. But I hate that so much because that's the only character arc in the movie is Batman becoming an objectivist. And it's such a a misunderstanding of, of like heroism, really. So that just meant I'm not going to to watch his movies ever, especially when he does bad versions of my favorite characters. And, you know, even the whole, oh, Batman will sleep with Lois Lane and Superman will ruin the world. It's like, with the Marvel stuff, I'm really open to uh, go off script. Because, um, you know, they've sort of earned it, but... And... My... Like, my overall love of Marvel characters tends to be limited to, like, the time when I liked the most. Like, that's part of why I like Falcon and Winter Soldiers. There were two times when I was really into Captain America comics, and this show is based on those two times. Whereas DC is more of a... Like... I, I love the Flash. I love that guy. You know, whereas with... with uh, you know, your average Marvel character, it's like, well, who's writing this book now? I mean, I could go for a long time. The Thing is my favorite Marvel character. I don't think I've read a Fantastic Four comic in 15 years. Because they have not been good. Whereas, you know, I'll write out a bad face Batman because I love that guy. 
but I've gone on for far too long about this. I just don't like the this particular take on my favorite characters in the whole world. And I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking. And it probably won't be relevant again because in all honesty, despite all the hubbub the nerd community made in, in both directions, the average person does not care about a remake of Justice League. You know, your your average person doesn't know the name Zack Snyder. Most people who saw Justice League in 2017 never thought about it again. It's just, the, you know, this, this group of people who really, really loved it or really hated it. And, but the the fact is that's just the extremes and almost everybody's in the middle of not really caring one way or another. Which I know, nerds are cool now, nerds are jocks now, but, you know, there's a, there's a difference between thinking about stuff like this all the time and being normal, and that's something I'm trying to work at in my daily life. Man, I talked about, I talked about him movie I didn't watch for way too long. Let's, uh, let me jump into, to my, my vaccine real quick. Uh, now I am just, technically in Michigan, we're not open up to, uh, all adults being eligible until April 5. But, uh, I'm very sorry. I think I just made a bad noise there. Uh, my throat has been very dry lately. I do not think that's a side effect of the vaccine. But this, uh, my friends, the Beckys work at a museum and a young person in their 30s that they work with uh, managed to get it. And I'm still a little fuzzy on it, but there's a clinic in town that seems like they just could not fill enough appointments to use their available doses. Which is not surprising because I registered for for the vaccine everywhere and never thought of them. And then when I told people where I got it, they thought it was a completely different location. This is just this little sort of downtown. Like it's hard to tell what they do there normally. It's not. It's certainly not a hospital. It's a single story. Uh, I think they might have like primary care physicians there. Or so, I mean, it's a it's a small operation. But I managed to get, uh, on one day's notice, the, the last appointment they had, uh, which is pretty cool. So I just went down there, and, and because I'm me, I had to make the drive the day before just to make sure I wouldn't get lost, because I will always get lost. And I was there early. It didn't matter. There wasn't really any, there wasn't a line. They just asked me some questions and I found I stumbled over all of my answers even though the accurate and true answers were not uh, were were exactly what they wanted to hear but I still right up until that needle went in my arm I thought they were gonna go oh you're not 50 and not give me the shot so I didn't tell anybody I was getting it other than my friends who told me that the you know the slot was open uh, so, you know, they would ask questions like, well, have you, have you left Michigan in the last, last month? And I haven't left Michigan in, in almost 13 months, 
but I still had to think about it. I still had to go, uh, or, you know, have you been, have you tested positive for COVID? And again, I had to think about it. And the, the, the true answer is what they want to hear. But I felt like I was getting away with something. And uh, so as I'm going for my shot, you know, who I saw is uh, one of my Becky friends. She got a, a, a slot same day as me. So she probably got to watch me uh, uh, flinch visibly at the needle, which was not particularly scary, but I'm a, a giant soft man. But that meant I had somebody to talk to when you have to sit out and wait your mandatory 15 minutes. So that was that was nice. And then I had to go back to work, which uh, I'm fairly certain I work in a... I feel like there's a lot of anti-vaxxers in my company. I'm going to be honest with you. But, you know, and it, it went smoothly. It was nice to have a friend to talk to there because otherwise you're sitting for 15, sitting there reading about trade deadlines on your phone. I don't know why I said trade deadlines. I don't know if there's any sport that currently has trade deadlines. I certainly wouldn't be reading about them. But, you know, just nice and easy. I'm set up for my next one in about four weeks, and then I become invincible. Uh, you know, I'll probably host a makeout party or something just, just to prove that I can. It'll be great. So I, I highly recommend vaccines in general, but specifically this one, I'm very excited. Uh, most of my local friends got their shot either right before or right after me. I'm hoping for some of my, my uh, far off friends to get there so I can stop worrying and also do a visit. Man, this one's going to run long because I just thought of another thing I wanted to mention. Uh, it's probably a thing you already know. This is not breaking news, but uh, uh, Jessica Walter died this week. And you, you know her as, as Lucille Bluth on Arrested Development and, and Mallory Archer on Archer. And I don't usually get too... too broken up about celebrity deaths because I don't know them, but gosh, she's so, she was so funny. Like Lucille Bluth was maybe the perfect comedy character. Like just every one of her lines is hilarious. Just even think about that time she tried to, she tried to wink at Michael and made this, I don't even know how she made that face, but it's so perfectly funny. Oh my God. Like, I can't stop thinking of Lucille Bluth lines. Like, I, I, I don't understand the question and I won't respond to it is a big favorite. Uh, the very self-assured way she says, they don't let you have bees here. <laughs> if you need me, I'll be at the hospital bar. <laughs> they don't have hospital bars. This is why people hate hospitals. Oh my gosh. And like Arrested Development's maybe my favorite comedy ever. And... When that ended, within three years, she was on Archer. And here's the thing. Lucille Bluth was such an awesome character that they just made her character on Archer, Lucille Bluth, and made her look like Jessica Walter. <laughs> like, 
Guys, I love Archer so much, but they did not stretch when designing Mallory Archer. <laughs> we'll draw her like Jessica Walter. We'll write her like Lucille Bluth. Boom. Which, you know, if you're going to copy a character, copy the perfect comedy character. And Archer's been on so for so long. So for for 20 years, uh, with a with a very small gap in there, she was part of my favorite shows. And you know, it's just it's just really sad to think about that. Uh, you know, and and obviously, uh, oh, my heart goes out to her her actual family and loved ones. But I hope they know how many people just just loved what she did i god just the funniest right so yeah rewatch some arrested development or archer and really get your your uh your jessica walter fix oh you know what? I, I have to look up my favorite archer line because oh my god and obviously her her delivery of it is one million times better than anything i can do <laughs> After Archer, after Archer gets, uh, I believe it was uh, when Lana was pregnant with Archer's child, and he tells her she, she'll finally be a grandmother, and her line is, if I wanted a grandchild, I'd just scrape all your previous mishaps into a big pile and knit a onesie for it, which is the funniest thing anybody has ever said. God, so yeah, that, that that made me sad. I should think about how funny she was and how much joy she brought us. Oh, not to abruptly change, but speaking of the funniest things anybody has said, uh, uh, my friend Lana and I were texting about the Masked Singer, which I have not watched in several seasons. It was one of those things I I, I liked for a while, and when I stopped caring about it, I stopped caring all the way. And you know, she, we were, you know, we were talking about how the parts of it that are dumb and fake and how, just how weird a show it is. And in the episode that aired that night, uh, they unmasked a raccoon who turned out to be Danny Trejo, who is the guy who's in one million. He's the, he's the guy who used to actually be a criminal and, or he served time at least and be a criminal. Sounds like he was pulling regular heists. And he's just like the toughest looking man. And he's got this great just face with so much character. And he's he's one of those guys who can be be super scary or super funny. I love Danny Trejo, but he was he was the raccoon. And I had not been watching the season, so I have to assume it was very hard for Danny Trejo to not sound like Danny Trejo or have Danny Trejo's body language even when he's dressed like a raccoon. I feel like people had to be going, oh, yeah, that's Danny Trejo. But I had no context for this because I didn't know all this. But after I had fallen asleep, uh, after the, and the big reveal, since we've been talking about Mad Singer or Mask Singer, and the, the autocorrect uh, at the end makes it even funnier, is Lana simply texted me, Danny Trejo was raccoons. <laughs> and which I have no context for, and it sounds absolutely insane. And the fact that that autocorrect changed it from raccoon to raccoons is even funnier. Just imagine waking up to the text message, Danny Trejo was raccoons. And 
Holy smokes, that's the funniest thing either of us is ever going to say in our entire lives. <laughs> Danny Trejo was raccoons. <laughs> oh, I'm running long, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit an ad real quick, and this one is is super pertinent. Uh, and obviously, I'm talking about teasbysummer.com. And do you know what I wore to get vaccinated? I wore a Tease by Summer shirt. I wore wore the the new car ideas from from I think you should leave. And I actually wore one of the original ones from uh, from the old T Public site. Um, even though the the redesign that's on on TeesbySummer.com now actually looks much better, but you know, you know it's still good. I like it. Uh, and it's in red. I wanted to wear a red shirt. I don't know why. But and here's the thing. I think wearing it made the vaccine more potent. Like, I might not need the second shot. I scheduled it just in case uh, just in case Fauci doesn't get back to me on that and nobody can speak to the science of it. But that's what I'm thinking is I, I might be good. Just you wear that shirt, that's a more potent vaccine. I made that joke on Instagram and I got flagged for providing false information. <laughs> Which I'm glad they're watching out for it, but man, the stuff you see, it, it, it's surprising that my obvious joke was the thing that got flagged. Also, when we when uh when I, I was I was hanging out with with Becky in our post vaccination sit down, she saw my shirt and said, "Oh, I saw that on Summer's website." So I'm the word is getting out, folks, to the people that I am friends with. <laughs> I mean, the obvious question, follow-up question should have been, well, how many shirts did you proceed to buy after going to the website? But look, little by little, we're making progress. We're getting people to the website. Uh, hopefully you're getting in there and click. And then even more, hopefully you're, you're clicking like on each individual design and really helping that algorithm. And most hopefulliest of all, you're, you're buying a dang shirt, guys. And remember, if you buy a shirt, put in the notes to seller EJ sent me. Have to be useful somehow. And oh man, if the if if the design for my new website goes up as a shirt, I will be personally offended by everybody who doesn't buy it. Uh, but we'll we'll worry about that when when everything's ready to launch and I can really cajole you into buying this design. Uh, my point is, spurious claims about vaccines aside, uh, uh, teasebysummer.com, everything, everything there is great. Uh, getting that new that new logo was, you know, it was like Christmas. I was so excited to see what it was going to be, and it was just a, a, another reminder of how, how good she is at design. Man, it's so good. I can't wait to show it to you. But until I can show it to you, Go buy something on teasebysummer.com. They're good shirts. She's nice. Everything will work out. Let's let's support people who are nice and also make good things. And with that, I feel like I went on far too long, and most of it was me complaining about a movie I didn't see. I never claimed to be good at this. In fact, I've said the opposite so many times. 
Uh, next week, I, I want to follow up. I did some talk about, about Burger King mascots last week, and uh, uh, Tim uh, pointed me to the McDonald and Wikipedia, and I have been learning some wild things about McDonald's characters that you're familiar with, uh, and some you have maybe blissfully forgotten. It is a weird world over there. So next week, we'll probably talk more fast food mascots. Unless I get a vaccine for something else, and then I'll talk about that. Look, it's a free-flowing conversation. Who knows where it's going to go? I mean, there's like a 90% chance it's going to superheroes eventually, but I'm trying my best. Boy, I sure hope this is listenable. My computer is display is very weird now. Uh, I might actually have to listen to this one and make sure the audio is usable. And I am not psyched about listening to this voice of mine for any longer than I have to. So, that's me once again ending the show by not enjoying my own content. I'll have a good week. I'll see you guys next week. Uh, stay clean. If you buy a shirt or get vaccinated or something, let me know. We'll be buddies. Thanks. Bye. Fed Talks is a full boys production. Wah, 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 wah.